We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. So today, we're going to be talking about some very exciting things. I don't have a guest today, so that means that you have me all to yourself. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about... um, A little bit about what I'm into right now, um, some journalism and kind of what we're hoping for in the future um, as far as like fall plans and and summertime and everything that's going to be coming up and that is definitely going to be changing our lives and essentially going to be that next step. So I thought it would be so interesting to kind of kick off the show today um, to talk to you about a book that I was actually really into. Uh, It's Gretchen Carlson's Getting Real book. And to tell you a little bit about why I was just so interested in this is because I've actually seen um, the real story with Gretchen Carlson on Fox News. And I, I just from the start, I thought it was just such an interesting concept of a show because not only is she dedicated to, you know, being a journalist and and giving you the real side of the story, but she ended up calling it the real story because she wanted to go ahead and connect her personal story and how she got to where she was. And I just thought that was such a cool idea. And it also made it really relatable to people. And I really appreciate when journalists do that and they make things relatable to people. And I always love stories and hearing other people's stories. So I'm sure that all of her viewers definitely appreciate her going out of her way to kind of share, you know, this is who I am. Uh, This is who I want you to know who I am. And um, this is who essentially I want to become in the the future too. So I thought that was a really cool idea. And um, Gretchen Carlson actually used to be a former Miss America. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure she was Miss America 1989. And for me, being in the Miss America system, of course, she, her being a previous title holder, I definitely look up to her. Um, she was actually a violin prodigy when she was growing up as well, which I just thought was so interesting. And as I was reading her book and she kind of gave insight, she has a whole chapter. I think it's like chapter three of Becoming Miss America. And yes, I was sparked from the beginning of that, of course, to read it. That was actually one of the most chapters that I was excited to read about. And She gave some really good detail and surprising enough, she actually lived in Minnesota. And so, of course, every state is a little bit different when competing in pageants as far as like the culture goes and, you know, the number of girls that compete and some popular talents that come along. Like, for example, Arizona, we're pretty a variety of of talents. I would say that we kind of range from everything, really. We have dancers, singers, those are the top two. And of course, we have some of those unique talents, whether it's like a monologue or um, some other dances like clogging, you name it. So that's kind of It was an interesting thing to kind of compare and contrast the two different states. And she being a violin prodigy, of course, that was going to be her talent and everything. And um, she she mentioned in there, too, that she would be the first Miss America to win with a violin solo. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, wow, so this has never happened before, you know, somebody playing a violin at Miss America. And she also talked about, you know, the fact that she told people that, yeah, I want to do this. I... um, 
I just kind of came into this. It sounds like a great program. Her mom was actually the one who pushed her to go into it. And when people asked her, like, you know, what's your talent? She's like, oh, violin. And they're like, oh, that's, you know, different. So it was a little bit, um, I don't know, a unique experience for her to kind of come to that with doubts with people. I know that there was many people in her life telling her, you know, Gretchen, you can't be Miss America. And, you know, as somebody who's so dedicated to wanting to do this and, you know, just trying to be confident in yourself and, and go at it full force, that can be difficult to bear sometimes. And I get that. So the fact that she was able to overcome that and really just stick with who she is. And I think that that is really the name of the game is sticking who with who you are. Um, I know so many people will always ask, you know, like, what's your biggest advice when you go into a pageant? And I'm always like, I know this sounds cliche, but it is so, so true that you just have to be yourself. Because honestly, the judges just want to see who you are as a person, what your character is like, what you're passionate about. And at the end of the day, it's personality that wins. And that's exactly what she had talked about. So it was so cool to relate our experiences together and um, get to see that too. And, And on the flip side, Also, um, how I mentioned starting off with journalism, her story that she talked about in her book was really great as well because she talked about, you know, getting into the journalism field. She actually didn't intend to be a journalist at all. She was actually going to law school or had hopes and dreams of attending law school. And at the time, she was attending Stanford University. And so after you know, her reign as a year of service as Miss America, she decided, you know, I might be good at this, you know, journalism might be the field that I was always meant to go into. So she took a leap of faith and decided to pursue journalism. And she found out that it wasn't the easiest thing. Um, As I'm finding out right now, I'm actually doing a research paper about uh, you know, women in journalism and the shift in roles that we've seen throughout the year. I'm primarily focusing on the 2000s to present day, so a little bit more recent. But in doing that research, I've had to, you know, take a step back and also learn about the history of women coming into journalism. And I'm finding such interesting things, like it actually, you know, people were not getting into journalism until the late 1800s, almost early 1900s. And for me, this is just, you know, as wanting to be an aspiring journalist, I was like, wow, you know, like this really opened your eyes to see that, you know, women didn't necessarily always have a permanent place in journalism. They still don't. It's really an an industry where it's always moving and and there's, it's always changing and you never know what's going to come next at you. But again, in my research, I've also felt like, you know, through the women's equality movement and everything too, we're kind of rushing to see a change in how society looks at women, um, you know, in broadcast journalism and also, I mean, other fields as well. I mean, we see plenty of girls and women going into STEM fields, which I just think is so great because I definitely don't think that there should be gender roles attached to, you know, what profession that you want to be in, especially when you're so passionate about it and it is your calling. So that was interesting that Gretchen kind of brought that up and that's kind of what inspired me to write my research paper about that. I'll also be talking about college classes because I think that that's just always an interesting thing to share with people too because, you know, I am still going to school and I love going to school. Um, My college classes have been so, so helpful and I've just really enjoyed it thus far. So again, you know, going back to Gretchen's story, um, to be a little bit more specific, she was saying that when she first entered 
um, the field, she didn't know that she was going to get involved with like stalkers and sexual harassment. And it was just crazy to hear that she went through all of that because little did I know um, before reading her book, I actually wasn't aware of all the stuff that was happening to her or, you know, what she went through to get into the field and how challenging it was. And, you know, she lived in a small apartment in the start and not necessarily in a place that she'd want to live, but, you know, took that leap of faith again and had the courage to pursue that career and was so dedicated that she was willing to move away from her family and the people that she loved and, you know, just taking all risks and boundaries and and really trying to make her life work with what she had and the opportunities that were coming her way. So I was just so inspired by her book. So if you ever get a chance to read it, check it out. It's called um, Getting Real by Gretchen Carlson, as I mentioned. So that's really exciting. And going a little bit more into my college classes, because I did mention that and how, how much I'm enjoying it, I'm actually taking, and I think I mentioned this before, but I am taking four um, college classes right now. I'm doing English 102. And I'm doing macroeconomics and I'm doing intercultural communication and one more, critical reading. So all four of these, it's funny because when I first registered for my college classes this semester, I was thinking to myself, I was like, this is an interesting combination of classes. I also thought the same thing about my previous semester because I was taking psychology and philosophy and – public speaking, and there's one more that I can't name right off the top of my head, but I was taking all of these classes, and I was like, this is a weird combination. Like, who would who would take all of these? But actually, it's super normal. I mean, I haven't yet gone into my foreign language um, requirement for my degree, but eventually I'm going to have to do that. I have the option of sign language or Spanish, and so many people have told me, you're like, you know, you should probably do, like, Spanish because you've already taken a few years of Spanish, and at the same time, too, you know, like, journalists, they really benefit from being bilingual or, you know, at least doing, like, the two years that my degree requires, having some sort of element of that you're half-fluent, I guess you could say, um, So I think I'm going to go into that. But anyways, back to what I was saying um, about my college classes. So it was really scary in the very beginning when I was signing up for this, especially macroeconomics, because as I've mentioned before, um, with a number of my guests that we've gotten to the conversation of, you know, like higher education and kind of, you know, finding your calling and what you want to do in life. And for me, I mean, I've always said this too, you know, it was kind of one of those things where you're like, it's always right in front of you. You just don't notice it until it actually happens. Or, you know, you think about it one day and you're like, oh my gosh, light bulb moment, like you just had it. And saying light bulb moment too, I would just like to point out too, there is a trending hashtag on Twitter that is unicorn moment. And I totally didn't understand it at first. And I have no idea if that even relates to this. But I just decided to mention it because I just thought that was an interesting thing that I've never heard before or have ever heard used. But, yes, with my classes and everything, it all sparked from really the radio, honestly. And that's why, like, my career choice people always say, you know, like, why did you want to do this? What made you think? Did you ever think as a a young kid that you would go into broadcast journalism? And I've always said, no, I actually didn't ever think about myself going into broadcast journalism. I'm pretty sure that you can ask my mom and dad when I was younger. And about, like, starting at, like, eight years old, you know, when you get those, like, little worksheets at school and they're like, what would you like to be when you grow up? And I was always like, I want to be a veterinarian or, like, you know, the typical answers that you'd hear. I want to be a veterinarian. I'm 
want to do this at one point in my life, which you can also hear on my previous like podcast, like from way back years ago. Totally thought I was going to be a forensic psychologist. Little did I know that forensic psychology has blood involved with it. Other people gave me insight as to what that career field was. I looked up into a little bit more. And I don't think I could ever handle that job. And I give props to all the forensic psychologists out there because it is definitely not my forte. And I mean, I've done radio for now, counting now, like about six years. And I mean, I've loved doing it all this time. And I still do getting to talk to you and just to meet so many people in the community. Everything about it has just sparked a love and interest in communications for me. And so that's why, you know, by the time, you know, selecting colleges came around and what are you going to do for your degree? And, you know, you're starting college classes, so you need to work towards that. And, yeah, it was really just right all in front of me. So little did I know that that was actually what I was going to do. And everybody always says to, you know, like, well, when you first got into the radio, it was like a natural thing, right? And I always say yes and no because – when somebody first put me in the microphone, I honestly was like, oh, God, this is shocking. Like, <laughs> I actually didn't really know what to do. And you know how some people get, like, really nervous and shocked behind their microphone, even though, like, you know, you're not on television and you can't really see yourself. For me, it wasn't even necessarily, like, the fear factor of, like, talking and speaking to people. I just legitimately didn't know how to go about radio because I was 12 years old when I started radio. I, again, was just such an amateur at it that I was kind of, like, intimidated by the microphone, I guess you could say. And I would come to to these sessions, recording sessions with, like, stacks of paper. And I was like, oh, yeah, everything has to be scripted, which is totally not the case because everything should be bullet-pointed or, you know, spoken from the heart. It's like a conversation. So I'm really glad that I took that leap of faith and my mom and dad pursued pushed me to uh, pursue the radio as everybody else that knew me did because they were like, you know, this would be really good for you. And even though I did not see it at 12 years old, I know, right? 12 years old, I should have just known it. (laughs) But I'm glad that I stuck with it and kept doing it all of these years because I've learned a lot about myself, a lot about what I love to do. And now it's really, you know, I really enjoy school because of that, because I know, like, what I ultimately want to do, what I ultimately want to be, and um, I know I've also, you know, mentioned this briefly before, but I want to go into broadcast journalism, like, actual television, because, you know, being on radio for so long, I just think that that's kind of, like, the next step, you know, pursuing that and um, challenging myself as well, because I've done a little bit of TV as I was growing up, but nothing, like, super serious, but after watching all these journalists on TV and, you know, being commentators on Fox News, it's so interesting for me, and I think it's exciting, too. I mean, there's a number of ways that you can use your journalism degree. It doesn't necessarily just have to be TV. So it's kind of, you know, a process of, like, picking and choosing and trial and error and seeing what works for you. But ultimately, I would like to be a news anchor because that would be really great for some live news. And, um, you know, even if maybe an opportunity comes along the way of doing entertainment news, that would be really great and an amazing opportunity too. So I guess we'll just kind of have to see where the the stars align on that one. But that's definitely, you know, one of the, I would say the highlights of my life so far is actually finding out who I want to be because I know um, for many, many high school students right now um, who are still trying to find like who they are, I think it all comes down to, you know, like getting out there and making yourself, you know, reach out to people in the community. Um, 
Had I not tried radio before, I probably wouldn't have ever found out that I wanted to be a broadcast journalism major. And if I didn't take those college classes in my first semester, probably wouldn't have known that I wanted to minor in public relations and strategic communications. And so everything just kind of works out the way that it is. So I highly, highly encourage you to go out there in the community, start talking with people. I think that that's also a point in Gretchen's book too. She was saying like networking is super important. And I think that any business professional or professional in the industry will also tell you that. It's all about who you know, but also at the same time, like actually getting yourself out there and getting your name out there. And that's why so many people will say like, yeah, they require an internship for you before you graduate college because they want to make sure that you're ultimately set on that profession and you could work in that workplace, you know, for a set amount of years um, because ultimately this is what you're going to be waking up and doing every single day. And so I've been lucky enough also to do a little few internships here and there. And it's also just shown me how much I love writing even more. I mean, I've always, that was always my strong suit um, was, is really doing typing and when I was younger and then that kind of sparked me into like writing and creative writing and then now um, after taking uh, that was the other one that I forgot for my previous semester was news writing so that was just an amazing class and that showed me you know like yeah this is great like the writing aspect of it the broadcast the communication everything is peachy. So I hope you guys took that um, little lessons here and there and that'll help you out as well. But I thought that was really cool. A really cool book that I thought you guys might like to hear about and also telling you a little bit about, um, you know, how I found my profession and my career and everything and why I'm enjoying it so much. So anyways, we do have to take a quick little break. So keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose. So hope you enjoyed that last segment. We were talking again a little bit about Gretchen Carlson's Getting Real book, which is probably one of my favorite books ever now. It's a memoir, and you can get it at Barnes & Noble. So check it out and let me know what you think. And um, I was also talking about my journalism career and why I love it so much. So hopefully, you know, if you're trying to figure out what your future career is right now or what you're destined to do or your passion is, um, maybe try to take some of those steps and kind of look at what's right in front of you or trial and error, like I said. And if you ever need help, just let me know. (laughs) And so now I kind of want to talk about, you know, I talked about the college classes a little bit and how much I'm enjoying that. Um, I also want to talk about some of the activities and the things that I'm doing right now too because there's just so much going on and I know some people are like Maddie we never get to talk with you or you know we never get to hear about what you're doing and so that's why I thought it would be a really great idea today to just sit down and talk with you guys and really just have a discussion about you know like how's life going and what am I doing next and you know how can you connect with me and all of that good stuff and right now um, a lot of everything that's going on. And I've mentioned this uh, prior shows back, but Miss Arizona is coming up in June. Um, It is coming very fast. It is in about three months. I am so, so, so excited. Prep day is coming up, which is also the Miss America Serves Day. And there's just really so many exciting opportunities that has come out of that with events after events. And, you know, again, just really finding yourself and who you are and talking about what you love to talk about. And I think that with um, service being one of the main points of the crown too, it just allowed me to open up so much this year and get in contact with so many great organizations as I've had on the show. But I'm also, I actually have some new organizations that I'm getting in contact as well. So I really look forward to, you know, furthering my relationship with them and seeing what we can do about that. And you never know, they might come on the show and talk a little bit with us. And uh, from the meeting that I had earlier this week, it it looks like that will be the case because they're very excited to come on air. So I hope you guys can look forward to that. I won't reveal who the organization is, but I'll keep you guessing. (laughs) And another thing that I've been doing... um, is FIA. And if you've never heard of FIA, I actually just got involved with it this year. And it is one of the funnest groups that I've ever joined. Um, I just love the people in FIA um, and everything that they represent. They're just a wonderful group of people to be with. And they're super supportive of everything that I do. And we're just like a giant little family, essentially. And if you don't know what FIA stands for, it's actually the Filipino American Youth Association. And it's right here in Arizona. And I got involved with this, I want to say, in the end of last year. So I'm still fairly new. I've probably been with FIA for maybe about five months, five, six months. And I actually just started getting really into, you know, dancing with them and and performing, which is so funny because I've mentioned this on my show before. I'm always like, I can bass, I can sing, but I've danced in the past but I haven't danced in a very long time um, with the exception of like cheerleading that I've done in the past. And, you know, that was basically it that my dance career ended at like eight or nine. (laughs) And after doing like tap jazz and ballet, which yes, is the foundation of dances essentially, or is, you know, like the basic dances. And I mean, little did I know that I was actually going to be performing with them and, and, you know, just 
actually going out there in the community and, and doing these dances. And it's really cool because it kind of got me out of my comfort zone as well because I like new challenges and seeing what I'm capable of. And so I really appreciated the group, you know, like taking me in from the very start and saying, you know, like, we're going to help you with this and let's do it. And it'll be so much fun. And now we're actually um, – we just performed at Cenotayo, and that was actually at Arizona State University, and that was so, so much fun. Um, we did a traditional uh, Filipino folk dance, and this one, I believe, is called Sinkil or Kinikini, and it's essentially like a Muslim dance, and all the girls like have scarves and everything, and there's a whole story that goes along with it, but that was really great to learn, and for me, um, it really gets me into my culture a little bit more too. And that's something that I've always appreciated. Um, and I felt is really prevalent in my household is like my Filipino culture with my mom and my grandma living with me. And um, I mean, it's just been such a good experience. And I like to the fact that, uh, you know, being with this group of people and knowing that we can go out and, and perform this and get connected with other people in the community too, because there's a large Filipino community um, here in Arizona, as there is, and I mean, like other parts of the nation as well. Um, but I've had the blessing of being able to you know, go ahead and get in contact with these Filipinos here in Arizona and, you know, just really try and get connected with them, be at their events, talk to them. And it's kind of like that whole like support system all around. So it's really great. But I'm very, very glad that I tried and went out of my comfort zone to do this because it's one of those things where you're like, I don't necessarily know how I feel about this. Am I nervous? Am I not nervous? Um, everybody kind of gets those little butterflies and that contemplation inside of themselves. But it's been so much fun, and we do lots of late-night rehearsals, so we're always in good care, of course, making sure that we know the steps, and if you need any help, then everybody's just kind of there to, you know, help guide you and say, like, no, maybe try it this way, or like, hey, uh, we should work on this, because we do, like, little critiques with each other, which is just super helpful, and it's been a lot of fun, so that was an exciting thing that I wanted to share with you, because I, I know it's not only special to um, my culture, but I think other people will appreciate knowing that there are organizations out there that you can get involved with and in touch with your culture and maybe perform with them too depending on you know what they do in the organization but I know with um, the Philippines like you know having the traditional folk dances as like one of the things that they value and pride themselves on. It was really great to, you know, finally learn that because I grew up, like, you know, going to, like, those Filipino Independence Day festivals and um, going with my mom to events and everything with some of friends that we've met in the community. And I've always seen these people dance, and I was like, wow, that is just so cool, you know. And the fact that I got to do it, I was like, awesome, bucket list, checked off. <laughs> I finally got to do that, so that was really exciting. And speaking of other things, too, um, I don't want to get all political on you, but one of the things that I think is going on right now and is relevant for all of us, too, is that there is the elections coming up, of course, and we're narrowing down our candidates and everything. And um, I won't speak too much on the political side because I know that everybody kind of has their own opinions, as do I. Um, and, of course, I want to be very respectful of that. But I just would like to say, um, after seeing so much stuff on social media, um, especially from our Miss America's outstanding teen, Allie Nault, right now, um, she, I believe, did, like, a Rock the Vote campaign, which I thought was an amazing concept um, because 
you know, going through the radio and everything, that was kind of always one of the things that I was inspired to do or tell other people was to, you know, step up and speak out and, you know, don't be afraid to use your voice because honestly, the radio is how I found my voice. And I don't think everybody needs to go on the radio to find their voice. But I think it's that internal decision of saying like, you know, I want to go ahead and either get out of my comfort zone or I just need to speak up this one time and really say what I feel or, you know, try to explore and be a little bit more open-minded. And so the fact that, you know, voting is coming along and there are a lot of new voters um, and so many, you know, people that are able to voice their opinion, I always encourage you to, you know, if you have the right to vote, definitely use it. Um, Of course, do your information, your research first to gain the information that you'd want to, of course, know about these presidential candidates before, because again, we're picking the leader of our nation. (laughs) So um, always be up to date on, you know, their policies and, and what they want and what their vision is for America. And, I just think it's an exciting time for for everybody right now. And, of course, you know, it's a change. And so we all have to adapt to change once in a while. So that's just one of the things that's that's going on right now. And I wanted to bring up because so many people will just kind of toss it to the side and say, you know, I don't need to vote or, you know, who cares about voting or, you know, it's not even important. My vote doesn't matter. But really, at the end of the day, your vote does matter. And I think that if you at least voice your opinion, at least you did your as some people like to say, one of your civilian duties is, you know, voicing yourself as uh, an American citizen and, you know, really just taking the opportunity to have your say or have your two cents in there. Because even though your vote may seem so minuscule to all of, you know, the rest of the nation's vote, it's still going to be counted and you are still voicing your opinion. I'm sure people will very much appreciate that. So now that that spiel's done, um, one of the other things I was going to talk about, which I've lightly touched on as well, too, um, is is volunteering. And I've mentioned my platform before, and I love talking about it on the air because I just think it's so great to, you know, start up the conversation and get people very much involved with, you know, maybe not necessarily what I'm doing, but maybe it might spark an interest of you to like go out in your community and do something that you're passionate about. But my platform for the last five years has been supporting our nation's military and their families. And as you know, I have personal experience with that as my dad and my brother were in the military and my brother is still serving right now. And it's funny because I actually know a lot of people, um, as they head off to college and everything, they're actually they're choosing to go into the military. And I think that that's such a great route for some people because not only do they want to, you know, have the experience to travel, that's kind of like a perk of it too. They want to, you know, establish themselves and then get an education afterwards. And, you know, with the GI Bill that you can do that now. And so I think that there is definitely benefits to, you know, going the military for some people. And I get it. It's not, you know, the path for everybody. But if it is for you, then I would definitely say, you know, like take the opportunity to go out and do that and um, just, you know, see what see what you can make out of your future with that. And so I've been doing so many events lately, I feel like I never stop running, but that's definitely not a complaint. I wouldn't change my life for anything. I I love running around and, you know, always being busy. I'm one of those types of people where they're like, Maddie, you need to slow down. And I'm like, oh, 
don't think I could do that. <laughs> I'm always moving, always doing something, always doing college assignments in the car or, you know, um, at school and working on like paperwork and other things simultaneously or, you know, just doing a whole bunch of multitasking things that would drive other people insane. But I feel like it's just the norm for me now. But I've been volunteering a lot with, as I mentioned, like the organizations in the community, getting connected with new ones. But um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that kind of like stuck out to me uh, as far as like volunteering in the community was I actually very recently got to volunteer with Operation Enduring Gratitude and I got to help out with their Project Terry. And if you don't know what Project Terry is, it is on their website a little bit more, but the synopsis of that is, was that a Vietnam veteran's home um, actually burned down in a fire and unfortunately he was underinsured and could not afford, you know, the rebuild and, you know, the remodeling of his home and so he was kind of essentially left homeless. Um, and you've heard Operation Enduring Gratitude come on the show before but if you didn't happen to watch that episode – um, they're actually dedicated to going and rebuilding these veterans' homes, and in turn, it rebuilds their lives. So I think that's an amazing concept, and I was really glad that, you know, at the start of being Miss North Phoenix, I got the opportunity to get involved with them, because I've not only learned so much about their organization and their mission, but I've actually gotten to go hands-on and do that, and that's always something that I wanted to do. I'm always one of those people where I, I've always wanted to, you know, go out and do, like, a mission trip or, you know, do something where I can do some hands-on work and really make a difference. And I think that this was, you know, the perfect opportunity that was calling to me because never have I ever, you know, been able to go out and, and clean up somebody's home or, you know, help with a rebuild in any way, shape, or form. And I know that you've heard of Habitat for Humanity before, and um, essentially this is like the military version, I guess you could say. And so the fact that I was able to, you know, help clean up the site and also meet another veteran whose home burned down, it was amazing to see that um, the love and support of the community coming together to clean up an unfortunate situation, but also the fact, too, that it was just such a humbling experience for me because of the fact that, you know, you never get to do this every single day, like I said. And uh, it's just one of those things that opens up your eyes to see, you know, like, wow, I'm really lucky and I'm glad that I'm utilizing my time to help somebody in need because especially, I mean, there are so many homeless veterans out there um, in the community and it's just such a mind-boggling number and I can't even wrap my finger around it. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, of course, there are shelters that do take them in. But at the same time, too, there's just such an overwhelming amount that honestly, it takes a village to make sure that the problem is underway and it is being taken care of. And as much as I feel that we're in the process of taking care of it, there are still so many out on the streets. So it's just one of those things that this could have been another statistic. But thankfully, with organizations like Operation Enduring Gratitude, they're stepping in and saying, you know, like, we'll help you out. Um, usually what they'll do is they'll go ahead and find them a trailer or an alternative source of shelter and they can basically live until their house is redone. And so seeing all of this being put together, I mean, I've, you could hear stories all day long about it. But until I actually got my hands dirty, which I really was dirty because we were working in the dirt. The house was probably like in the middle of the desert. It was kind of like by like that Black Canyon Highway and everything. Um, so hopefully you get an image. It, it's like desert <laughs> out there. I mean, we do live in Arizona, so hopefully you can 
go ahead and put the pieces together with that one. But uh, actually getting to do it was probably one of the best things that I've ever gotten to do. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you because I thought that that was a really good experience. And if you ever have the opportunity to do something like that, Go out and do it because, like I said, it is such a rewarding experience and it definitely changes your perspective on everything as well, too. And it makes you want to, you know, keep pushing full force to keep doing good things for others and um, also get other people involved with it, too. And that's also what I've been able to do with, you know, some of the organizations that I work with, uh, like the Military Family Support Group, which you know I love their monthly care packings and everything. I've gotten to bring some people from FIA and have them come and join me. And I've also gotten to, you know, at one point in time, go ahead and bring my sister title holders to the care packing as well. And I really love that because, again, it's all about that community factor and bringing people together for our cause. And I think that's definitely what I was able to achieve with that. So hopefully you guys learned a little bit more about what I'm up to right now. But it looks like we do have to take a quick little break. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, as you know. So we've had some two exciting segments to talk about, you know, just everything and anything. Um, Really, this show was up to us to, you know, kind of what we wanted to discuss. And so hopefully you enjoyed that last segment talking about, you know, some of the things that I'm involved with. And, you know, it's just one of those things, again, too. I always love to involve you guys with what I'm doing and my journey and everything because I do really, really support – you know, the fact that 
you guys are supporting me, and I am so thankful and grateful for that. I honestly could not do it without you. I would not have a radio show without you, as you know, because listeners are very important. But I just I appreciate everybody's support and love um, throughout the years and just everything everything that I've received. I'm just very grateful for that and all the support from the community. So I could go on and on and on and on about talking about that, but hopefully that's just my my little thank you to you and just how much I appreciate you guys. And so for this final segment, I thought we'd mix it up a little bit and um, talk about, you know, something fun. So like what are plans for the summer and kind of like that fall, because I did mention like future plans, what we're thinking um, for the summertime. Like I was mentioning uh, Miss Arizona Falls on June in June, like the third week of June, I was thinking for a second, I was like, yeah, the third week of June, it is very much coming up soon. <laughs> and so that's kind of, you know, where my focus is going to be at um, as far as leading up to that point in time. And then time will tell as far as, you know, like what will happen after June. Um, if you do win the state title, then that title holder will then go ahead and compete for Miss America in September. And I know I've explained this before, but um, I think that that's just something that people are always curious about is, you know, how it works. And I know there are probably some new listeners out there and they're like, Hmm, that's interesting. You know, it is a three-tier system. So you start at the local title and then you can move on to state and then, of course, national. And the Miss America title is the highest title that you can get. And um, essentially, as Miss America, you go on like a national speaking tour throughout the year. Um, you are a national goodwill ambassador for Children's Miracle Network. Of course, you work a lot with your platform and, you know, developing that as well as, you know, pushing the cause and advocating for it. And at the same time, too, um, you're there to attend events and, you know, be that public figure for America. And so I think that that's just a really exciting opportunity. And so hopefully one day I'll get that opportunity um, or hopefully get, you know, the joy and experience of being at Miss America because that would definitely be a dream come true. And it's it's funny that I, I mentioned that, too, because I really do mean that wholeheartedly that, you know, that is, that would be a dream come true because honestly, I mean, throughout the years I've watched Miss America and you'll hear every, probably every girl say, you know, I've watched Miss America when I was growing up, but I I legitimately did. And it was always one of those things that I would always look up to them and idolize them and say, you know, like, wow, that's crazy. They're beautiful. They're smart. You know, everything about them, it's just, you know, this, this vision of a strong, independent woman who has a voice and who wants to say something and is trying to make a difference in the world. And I think that's what really stuck out to me. Um, I probably couldn't put it into those exact words when I was younger, but I mean, overall, in a sense, it's that role model slash idol that um, we all kind of make as we grow up. And so I say little did I know um, that I I would be in that position because honestly, you know, like as you're growing up, you never think you're going to have that opportunity. But really, anybody and anybody can get involved with the organization. And I think that that is such an exciting and unique opportunity for everybody. Um, but it also brings light to the fact, too, that we welcome anybody to join the system. And that's kind of what creates the sisterhood because everybody is good at something. And so you just kind of have to, you know, figure that out. Like, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? What do I want to do? And what do I want to make a difference in? And you can definitely, you know, put your your feet in it and you can go ahead and see if you like it and if you do then you can roll with it and of course it is a scholarship pageant so it's helping young women across America go ahead and earn scholarship dollars for a greater education and so that's kind of you know what got me in the start as I've mentioned before too and 
One more thing, and then I'll move on to some summertime plan, other summertime plans as well as fall plans as well, is that um, my mentor, Perry Dumon, um, actually, as you know, he passed away a little while ago, about a little over a year ago. And um, I thank him and credit him all the time for, of course, you know, being that role model to me and getting me into radio and everything too, because without his help, I would not know anything about radio. I kid you not. I would not know anything about radio. I just probably would still be here with stacks of paper or something um, or wouldn't be, you know, as personable as I am and really open up on air because you'd be surprised. My very first podcast is still online and I'm like, who is that? It's literally this small little voice. And I, I mean, I was 12, but I was like, who is that? You know, you could speak up or, you know, you're not as outspoken. But I, I, I really enjoy the fact that they still have that on there because it makes me appreciate even more, you know, how far I've come and how much I've grown and makes me grateful for all the help that I've gotten. But I used to talk to Perry all the time. I call him Uncle Perry, um, you know, about you know, what I wanted to do in life. And when I came to the decision, thankfully he was still around and I was like, yeah, I think I want to go to Cronkite school and I want to do this and I want to do that with journalism. He's like, that's a great idea. You know, like very, very supportive of it. And also one of the other things he was very supportive of was the fact that I wanted to go into the Miss America organization. And again, you know, something being so close to my heart and, you know, getting into pageantries, it was kind of like that spark that was ignited. And you're like, wow, this is, you know, this is great. This is something that I want to do. This is a hobby of mine that I'm really dedicated and passionate to. And at the same time, I'm making a difference and it's benefiting me and making me grow and develop at the same time. And so he was always so supportive of that. And I think that if you were here right now too, it'd be great for him to, you know, see everything that I'm accomplishing because again, without his help, I wouldn't have made it this far. And I just do appreciate everything that he's done for me. So I just wanted to give him a shout out and also just let you know too that it's always those important figures in life too like it always comes back to you know the people that have helped you in life that you really do have a sense of overwhelming gratitude for them because they've just been so supportive and have impacted your life in a way that you could have never imagined before so with that being said um Next up for summertime plans. So as far as after Miss Arizona goes, I don't know, maybe a little bit of traveling maybe. Um, I was actually able to go to San Diego, California for my birthday um, in March, so very recently. Um, and my brother is stationed there right now. And so it was great. I got to see my family and then my other brother and sister-in-laws and nieces and nephews came up as well. And it was great. I mean, I really enjoyed the company of my family, but it was nice going back because if you didn't know, I was actually born in San Diego, California. We lived in Santee for a little while. And I mean, I haven't been there for a very long time, I feel like. I feel like when we did go there, it was probably like a year, year and a half or more. And so I was just like, ah, too long, too long that we've been separated. But it was great being able to see my family and everything. And of course, visit the beach because how can you miss that? So I just think for this summertime, maybe, um, you know, maybe I'll go to California again or maybe, you know, visit some other states and everything too. Or maybe if, you know, all of the stars align and stuff, then, uh, you might be seeing me on Miss America, but who knows? I guess time will tell. And of course, I'll be here to let you know what happens. And of course, I appreciate your support in, in everything that I do. So you'll definitely will be connecting. <laughs> and also, I mean, as far as the fall goes, that's kind of when, you know, like college classes start and um, the new year starts for incoming freshmen or wherever you may be. Um, in grade school. And I think that's always an exciting time again, because I mean, 
when they say time flies, like you never really believe them until you're like, yeah, right, time flies. And then you're, you know, like, here you are years later and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm graduating college. Like, what? Where did where did all that time go? You know, I thought I was just 12 years old on the radio, like just yesterday. <laughs> but it's funny how that all works out. So I think the fall time we'll be seeing a lot of... Um, people going into college and all of that. And I, I also love like how social media connects us all with in doing that too. Um, going to Arizona State University, I'm just so psyched. And I've gotten, like I've said, to tour campuses multiple times and meet with multiple people. And I can't wait to meet with the professors and go to orientation and all of that jazz um, because that is an exciting step for me. And of course, you know, with my dream going to Cronkite for my major because that is the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication. It is in its name. Um, I mean, that was just one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, this actually happened. Like, you were just so excited. And it's just one of those things, too. You're like, all that hard work that you did to, you know, get to that point paid off. And all of the stuff that you did, too, you know, it just kind of helped you realize, you know, like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. So it's been a lot of fun, and I am excited for everything to come in the future. Um, That's something that I like to, you know, post about too on social media too is that you know I'm always you know not only just grateful for the opportunities that I have now but I'm grateful already for the opportunities that are going to come in the future because with so much stuff going on day to day you know sometimes you just have to think about it and see how great of a life that you have and kind of live every day you know in the moment too and Speaking of something, because I did mention that right now, and I this does connect to college classes as well, I'm taking intercultural communication, and I just wanted to take a moment to talk about this because what I just said totally related back to intercultural communication because intercultural communication is not only um, identifying different cultures and seeing like the interpersonal interaction with them, which is, yes, the basis of the class, but at the same time, too, you learn little things about yourself, too, and about your culture and the people around you and how you interact. And it opened my eyes to see that, you know, like in that statement, I was like, I learned that in intercultural communication. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) And um, exactly what I was talking about was the fact that like some people are doers and then some people like to live in the moment. Um, There's different terminologies for them that I can't pick up at the top of my head, but that's essentially it is that, you know, some people like to live in the moment. They like to, you know, live in the past or live in the future. There's kind of like those three different types of people. And I feel like I'm always in the middle of like, you know, the doing and also living in the moment because I like to, of course, like focus on what I'm doing now. Don't get too ahead of yourself. But at the same time, like you, you always are like dreaming and you have inspiration and, and aspirations that you want to accomplish, of course. And so I thought that was interesting to, to kind of talk about as well, because I was just like, Hmm. I know this. <laughs> it is helpful information. <laughs> and so, I mean, other than that, I mean, plans with college and everything, time will tell um, as far as like what organizations to get involved with um, and everything right now. The college that I'm doing right now, I know that they have so many different, you know, like organizations that come out and do like little booths here and there um, during like certain times of the month. And that just kind of gets me going like, hmm, I wonder if they have this at Arizona State University or, you know, like some of the things that I've had in high school was, you know, like, hmm, student government. Interesting. I wonder if I should check that out. And of course, you know, again, it all comes down to connecting. They're like, hey, did you know about this program that they have over there? And I'm just like, no, I didn't. And so that makes makes me want to look more into it as well. And I mean, the same thing goes for 
um, like me having a, a major and a minor. So I've told you the story of like how I got into, you know, doing the the major because that all came from the radio and everything too. But taking a step back because if I didn't explain it well enough. So I did mention that like if I had not taken all of the classes in the first semester, I wouldn't have known what my minor was. And that is wholeheartedly true because I honestly will tell you that I didn't know if I was going to have a minor or not. I always intended to have a minor, but it was one of those things that you just kind of wanted to explore a little bit more and you're like, hmm, what could I do with a minor? Should I get a business minor? Should I get a, you know, uh, something with like nutrition? Like, you know, you could, you could do whatever you want for your minor. The points are endless on that. And so that's why after taking like the communication and English classes, I was like, okay, One, I love to write. Two, I love my communication class, which is the public speaking class. And I was like, I just love everything about it. This is so much fun. And then taking this intercultural communication class, I'm like, literally love communication classes. Like, they're perfect. And I just really enjoy being in there. And I feel like I learn a lot in the process of doing that. And what did you know? ASU actually has a new minor this year called Public Relations and Strategic Communications, and everything is English and comm related. I was like, perfect, you know? So it's just one of those things, again, trial and error and seeing what you like, but I thought that was interesting to see. So if you are happening to go to college this year, good luck with that, and congratulations on your acceptance. I know that is so, so exciting, and as for everybody with summer coming up, I know summer is not quite there yet, but yes, you can get excited because it is right around the corner. I'm sure that there's about a month left for most uh, people who will be graduating and everything. And so um, hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'm glad that we got to talk a little bit more with each other. And like I said, if you ever want to connect with me, of course, you can always go to social media because I'm typically usually on there. <laughs> and so you can follow me on my personal Instagram account, which is the Maddie Rose, or you can go ahead on my Twitter, which is also the Maddie Rose. I also have my Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com slash official Maddie Rose. And of course, if you'd like to follow my Miss North Phoenix journey um, to state to Miss Arizona this year, you can also go ahead and follow me on Miss North Phoenix AZ. My Twitter account is Miss North PHXAZ. And we have a Facebook page, which is the Miss North Phoenix and Glendale Scholarship Pageant. So I hope to see you guys around sometime. And it was so great talking with you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this show, and I'll see you next time. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.